Unable to make waves in his acting career, David Crownson took his mother's advice, boarded a plane, and headed to Ghana to press the reset button. Three months later, after binging on Crouching Tiger, Hidden Dragon, and Buffy, Harriet Tubman, Demon Slayer, was born. This series from Kingwood Comics fuses history and fantasy as Harriet Tubman frees enslaved black men and women from the clutches of demons, vampires, and slavery. David talks to us about teaming up with Insecure producer Prentice Penny to bring his story to life under Disney's Onyx Collective and the overwhelming power behind representation. Stay with us on another episode of the Vulgar Geniuses Podcast. Are you currently looking for a bookstore that has a great selection of books? Well, Kizzy's Books and More is that bookstore. Visit www.kizzy'sbooksandmore.com to purchase your next book for our book club. Use coupon code VULGARGENIUS to receive 10% off the subtotal of your first order. What's going on, everybody? Welcome to another episode of the Vulgar Geniuses podcast. We are your hosts. My name is Denny. And I am Veronica. And we are continuing our celebration for our anniversary month. And uh, we are really excited about this one because we're doing a first. A first for us, which is uh, we've we had a comic book as one of our books of the month feature for the month of April. Um, and we have a very special uh, writer who will be talking to us about their work. We are joined by David Brownson. Uh, he was born and raised in the exotic town of Frenchtown, New Jersey. David Crownson is the founder of Kingwood Comics, where he publishes and distributes his comic book series, Harriet Tubman, Demon Slayer, and the upcoming Nightmare in Newark and Killer Bee. He's also an actor appearing in the award-winning series, Bubbly Brown Sugar. Welcome to the show, David. How are you doing this evening? Thank you. Thank you. I'm great like Frosted Flakes. How are you? Yeah. <laughs> thank you for having me. Well, we're fantastic. We're, we're doubly excited to have you here uh, with us. Uh, we've been following your work for quite some time now, and it is an honor and a treat and a blessing to have you um, grace us with your presence to talk about Harriet Tubman, Demon Slayer. Yeah. So, you know, yes, you heard it right. Harriet Tubman, Demon Slayer. <laughs> so if not, like when I heard when I first heard this title, I'm like, we got we gotta read this. We gotta do it. We got we gotta do all the things so we can make this happen. So for everybody um that are curious, including us, how did this idea, Harriet Tubman Demon Slayer, come about? Uh well uh, uh I wanted to scare racist white people. And that, that 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 was that was like the main motivation. Um, but, but yeah, like it started out with me not getting, uh, like, you know, I'm, I'm an actor and I was auditioning for this independent movie called Star Wars, The Force Awakens, um, directed by this unknown named J.J. Abrams. <laughs> and I was auditioning, <laughs> I was auditioning for the role that ultimately went to John Boyega, a very talented, uh, an amazing actor and amazing human being. Uh, but, you know, 
I say that now, but at the time I was like, yo, I'm mad, I'm angry. Uh, some cuss words were said that I don't know if I can, I will not say them out loud because I don't know what this, uh, what your podcast is rated. Um, well, you, <laughs> blah, blah, blah. oh, it's R. That's why we're the vulgar oh. genius. Curse away. Oh, good. I was like, fuck John Boyega. Fuck <laughs> John Boyega. I was going to get that check and John Boyega ruined it. Fuck John Boyega. <laughs> At the time, I was like saying that like a lot. I would literally like walk into a room just say, man, fuck John Boyega. Um, <laughs> called uh so i was kind of like you know kind of down and a little depressed and i was working like three jobs trying to live in new york city and uh my parents uh were in ghana west africa my parents are originally born and raised in ghana west africa like i'm first generation and my mom was like hey like you sound kind of stressed because she overheard me going like yo fuck john boyega So my mom was like, hey, like, like you sound kind of stressful over the phone. Um, I think you should, like, like give up your apartment and, like, quit all your jobs. And you should, like, come live with me and, like, my stepfather um, in, in Ghana for a little bit. Just to, like, clear your head and get grounded because New York is stressing you out. And it's kind of damaging you a little bit. And um, at first I was like, man, I was like, mom, let's say no damn eat, pray, love, black version. <laughs> Like, 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 I was like, mom, I ain't doing this shit. And she, she was like, hey, okay. And I had two more auditions. And my mom said, hey, if you don't book any of these auditions, you have to promise me you're going to do this. And I think one audition was for Arms is New Black. And then um, this other uh, project that uh, Steve McQueen, who did 12 Years a Slave, that he was writing and directing. And I had callbacks for both. And I got really close. And I didn't get any of them. So I was like, you know, I was like, I was like, Mama, I'm coming, crying like a bitch. It's terrible, everyone. <laughs> it's terrible. So uh, I fly to Ghana. Uh, well, spent a lot of money on all the shots and uh, all that wonderful, all the vitamins you have to take before you travel to to live in a different country. Um, and uh, yeah, I just kind of and I lived with my folks, and it was great. It was an incredible, beautiful experience. I think everyone should do it. Take a break from America and uh, let's live somewhere else and just be around people who look like you. And uh, it was just great. Cause you know, in, in, in Ghana, West Africa, I'm, I'm not like, I'm not the black guy with glasses, you know, I'm, 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 I'm the, I'm the dude with glasses, you know, and, and it's hard to like, I, like I've heard people say that, but like, I really felt that. Um, and it was great and beautiful. The food was dope. I lost a bunch of weight and got into great shape. And uh, so going into Harriet, I was watching a, um, a documentary on Harriet Tubman one day. And Harriet Tubman is really celebrated in Ghana because they traced her roots to Accra in Ghana. Um, so she's like very popular there. Probably more pop for, well, like probably at the time, like this is 2014. 2015 i want to say probably more popular and celebrated in ghana than like america time so uh i'm watching this documentary and i'm just like oh dope awesome Mary tubman i'm like feeling great i'm like yo like i'm i'm in motherfucking africa and i'm watching this documentary <laughs> on harry tubman ah this is great i love my life and, and also 
this is gonna be this is very black i was like eating fried chicken while watching this documentary uh and, and i will like I, I have zero shame in saying this uh the best fried chicken i've ever had in my entire life was at the kfc in accra ghana the best fried chicken nothing came comes close to it that's right like i i said this to someone they're like yo that's the blackest sentence i've ever heard in my life Use fried chicken in africa while watching a harriet Tubman documentary the blackest thing ever is like uttered into existence um <laughs> so like while eating lemon while drinking lemon and lime fanta um anywho so like uh yes right chef's kiss dennis chef's kiss um so yeah i'm just watching this documentary and it's a beautiful uh things that i didn't know about harriet tubman like her having narcolepsy her being like four foot eleven like things i didn't know at the time because uh, all, all, all we like get is, you know, she, she freed some slaves to freedom, the end. Uh, sincerely, sincerely, whiteness. <laughs> Close the book. Um, now Martin Luther King, they're going to find out about that guy. <laughs> that is it. And m- maybe, maybe, maybe some George Washington Carver if you kids listen. Uh, but, like, that, but, but like, that is it. But, so like, uh, basically, Basically, uh, you know, I watched that program, beautiful, loved it for like two hours. Um, and then I was channel surfing and I stumbled on like the ending of Crouching Tiger, Hidden Dragon. It's like the scene where Zhang Zi fighting Michelle Yao and it's like that big ton of fight scene. It's like badass, right? And so when that ended, I was uh, kind of doing some more channel surfing and I ended up on Hansel and Gretel Witch Hunters. And I'm like, yo, I'm about to be all up in this movie. I want to watch this movie because I totally missed it when I was in America. So I'm about to watch this movie and I watched it and it sucked. It was terrible. <laughs> it was such a bad movie. And no disrespect to those filmmakers or actors. It's hard to make like like something good. Um, but like, uh, I was like, man, this was a bad movie. They had so many cool opportunities to make this dope as fuck. And, and it like sucked and shit. So, um, sorry, I curse a lot, everyone. So like, sad uh, movie. So I'm like, all right. While I was traveling, I kept a journal of just my experiences, just kind of to have like, you know, what I'm, what I was going through. And I kind of write down like, you know, fried chicken, Harriet Tubman, um, you know, uh, and just kind of just writing like what I did for the day. And I did like a whole stream of conscious like writing. And by the time I was done, these three statements kind of jumped out at me. And it was Harriet Tubman, uh, Katana fight scene and witch hunters. And then I kind of was like, Harriet Tubman, Demon Slayer. Wait, what if Harriet Tubman like knew martial arts and mm-hmm. could move how they do in Crash Second Hidden Dragon? But she's like beating up like a racist like demon or something like that. That would be so fucking cool. That like just that imagery, the imagery of like this petite, dark-skinned black woman who has like superhuman strength and is a martial artist. It, it just it just like was compelling. And I'm like, wait, and I know there's I know there's Abraham Lincoln vampire hunter, but this was way more compelling. No disrespect to Abraham Lincoln. Yes, I know he took a bullet. 
and all that stuff. But like <laughs> Harriet, like that that sounds bad. Um, like, <laughs> um, what's it called? So, sorry, everyone. Like I, I've done research and I found that Abraham Lincoln kind of wasn't shit. Um, <laughs> I was like. I was like, man, white people will make any white man seem amazing when he really wasn't shit. Um, damn it. Uh, <laughs> so, like, um, I'm like, wait, like, Harry Truman's way more compelling because this woman's out here risking her life on a day-to-day basis. Like, this shit is scary what she did. Like, um, I, like I couldn't do that. I get anxiety if I have to drive through a bridge. Like fucking, <laughs> like Harriet Tubman, like did this day in and day out, and then her identity leaked. People found out her name, what she looked like, and there was a bounty on her head for like. Uh, 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 this was later proven untrue, but, but no one knows the exact number. But it was forty thousand uh, dollars to find Harriet, to find this woman and kill her for leading hundreds and th- like of slaves to freedom a mm-hmm. year. Um, so like she was considered the most dangerous woman alive, and uh, yeah, forty and like yo, I'm sorry. Okay, I hate to sound broke, but forty thousand dollars is a lot today. Okay, oh, yeah. but like yeah. 40, yeah, 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 for like forty about forty thousand dollars with inflation today, that's like forty million dollars. Exactly. Yeah. Like, so, so like that, they wanted her bad. They yeah. wanted to kill this woman bad, not just to kill her, but to make an example. Because she was, uh, she was creating this new thought of like we can leave, we can go to, we can be free. Um, so yeah, I kind of worked on the story. Uh, well, actually, I didn't. That's not true. I didn't know what the story was going to be. I know I was like, okay, this is a great idea, but is is it a? I don't know what this is. Like, uh, like. I don't have money to make or connections to make in a movie. I don't have like the connections to make it a video game or anything like that. Like, but I just think it's such like a, uh, um, uh, I thought it was such like a compelling title and you can do so many things. So I was like, man, I'll, so it was kind of funny. Cause I was like, man, I don't know what I'm going to do with this. And then I, I picked up a comic book and started reading it <laughs> and just kind of sat <laughs> on my ass for like two months. I was like, man, I wonder what I'm going to do with that Harriet Tubman uh, idea. Oh, well, that pick up a comic book and we're just like sitting reading in Africa. So like... Um, That's research. That's research. Yeah, I, I still had no... But like my head didn't go, oh, it's a comic book until I like got to America. Mm-hmm. Um, like as soon as I landed in like LaGuardia Airport, you know when you're traveling, you see those like those like overpriced bookstores and airports? Yes. Um, I, I kind of just stopped in uh, and I saw like a how to write comic books uh, book by uh, one of my favorite writers, Brian Michael Bendis. And I was like, wait, like, that's it. I'll make it a comic book. I got it. Yes, I'll make it a comic book. Because no one's done that before. Mm-hmm. Um, so I kind of, I didn't buy the book because it was at an overpriced airport. It was like $88. And, Ooh. you know, I, like I've been living in Africa for a little bit and didn't work so like the way my bank account was set up that shit was not going to happen so i i bought that shit the next day at, at on amazon for like eight dollars right um, so <laughs> but like uh thank you jeff bezos um, <laughs> like, so, <laughs> so like I, I get the book and i read it and i kind of kind of I, I just you know from that 
book, learned how to write a comic book script and started researching Harriet's life deeper and mm-hmm. also kind of researching fantasy. I'm like, okay, what's this, what's this thing going to be like? And Netflix, you know, the oh, good old Netflix. They were like, hey, both of the Vampire Slayer is now on Netflix. And I was like, oh shit, I, I, like, let, let me rewatch the entire series of Buffy the Vampire Slayer and get inspiration. And Django and Ch- and I was like, it was like, oh, right there. So I'm like, this is Django and Chain meets Buffy. This is, again, this is, this is the tone I'm going to go for. So I, I watched Django and I rewatched the entire series of Buffy the Vampire Slayer, which is my favorite shows when I was like in high school. I, I did all that research and then. I was trying to figure out what the story was going to be with, you know, Harriet Tubman Demon's Lit. And I'm like, okay, I, I, going back and researching her life, um, the part about her identity leaking mm. and her, like, a bounty on her head. And basically, like, you know, all of America is hunting this one Black woman. Mm. That's insane. Motherfuckers are robbing whole ass trains and they're like, yo, this woman. <laughs> like all of these like robberies are happening. Like, no, this black woman is outsmarting us and stealing property. Fucking human beings. Fucking black human beings. So they're like, no, we gotta get Harriet. So uh but they never caught her and she never lost a slave in her watch. Um so I'm like, oh, I'll, I'll make the story about that. Like, what if, like, she just pissed off a bunch of people and they can't stop because she's fucking, she's a superhuman strength and she's a fucking demon slayer. So they team up with, like, demons and witches and werewolves and vampires. They kind of partner up with them and they, you know, put a bounty on her head. And Harriet has to lead a family of slaves to freedom while, like, battling all this, like, other, like, extraterrestrial paranormal army like a literal army of darkness. And I just started writing from there and uh, needed inspiration to keep me motivated. So I found, um, I started researching artists and found Cortland Ellis, who I think when I looked at his art, I loved it. And I said, hey man, I want you to do my comic book. And he's like, what's your, what's your comic book called? I'm like, it's called Harry Tim Demon Slayer. He's like, we're gonna get in a lot of trouble. Let's do it. <laughs> and uh, so he he was like, what do you want the cover to look like? And I said, I want it to be Harry Tubman, just kind of looking at us with katanas like crossed like an X. And in the reflection of the katanas, I want like vampires, demons, witches, and werewolves all be the reflection. He's like, cool, got it done. Um, and he did. It took him like two weeks, and he made like the cover, which is like iconic shit. I think it's iconic. It is. Let me ask you a question about working with him, because it's one thing when you're coming up with an idea, especially if you are the writer and you don't do animation yourself. You're just like, okay, let me just write this story and see if I can convey it to somebody and get an understanding. Was it hard or did he hit it on the nail like right away when when you asked him to make that that cover? Oh, he 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 hit it nail on wood. He 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 hit it and um what's it called and I think I made like two adjustments and then he made one adjustment he was I think I I had a Harriet like smirking originally he was like no it it should be all business Mm -hmm. I remember you said it was all business and I was like okay cool um and and yeah and he yeah he, he made he made the cover and I was like cool and I kept to myself 
And then I think I shared it like summer of 2016. I said, everyone, this is my next comic book. I've never, I've, I've never made a comic book before, but this is, this is the cover and we'll see what happens. And then I went to go see a movie and I came out of the movie and my phone was like blowing up. So I shared it on like Instagram, Facebook and Twitter. And I like, I didn't have like a big following or anything like that. I just, um, you know, just me and my friends and it went like viral. And there was like a whole, like a whole ass thing piece. Harriet Tubman, what does it mean to slay demons? Does it mean white people? And I was like, yo, everyone calm the hell down. <laughs> um, it was like going like viral. And like some people, some people were like mad. They were like, yo, how dare you do this to Harriet Tubman? Fuck David Crownson. And I was like, oh my God. Like they don't even like know who I am. And then I got scared because like, which is stupid because it's just people on the internet. They can't like do anything. They can just like tag me and shit and be like, yo, fuck you. It doesn't mean anything. Um, so I, I got like, I, got, I don't know why, I got like nervous. Uh, but like, my friend was like, yeah, you got, if you're getting all the different types of reactions, it means you should be doing this. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I'm like, all right, like I, I will go through with it. And uh, so I was trying to find like the right financing to make it happen. And uh, I think I partnered with one potential like uh, investor. Uh, I say investor because he like fucking sucks and he was a terrible person um and, and he was going to invest money into it becoming a comic book uh if like he could be an executive producer when it gets turned into a movie or a tv show because he saw the potential in it um and then i was like all right cool we didn't sign anything thank god we didn't sign anything because he turned out to be a terrible person and uh yeah, I, I think I just kind of called him and said, hey, like, hey, man, like, it's been three weeks. You said you would, you know, invest, I'm just waiting on this money so I can pay the artist to get started. And he, like, snapped on me. He was like, how dare you question me about money? Um, you, you can't question me. I quit. And I was like, wait, what happened? Um, so, yeah, he, he, was, he was super duper sketch. Um, he, he was the color of the wall behind you hmm. and the wall behind me. Um, <laughs> that's right, everybody. Uh, quite. Say, but... <laughs> that's right. White, everybody. It was a white man. He was white. <laughs> for those who are playing at home, that is the answer to the question. Yeah. yeah for those listening, the the wall, the the back of Denny Veronica's wall is white. It is <laughs> it, 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 it it is whiter then like it, it is whiter than a, a woman in yoga pants drinking almond milk while watching friends everybody um what's it called a whole a whole mess so uh <laughs> so basically i was like all right i'm just gonna take a break from this project it's been really difficult to find the, the financing i'm kind of scared to do a kickstarter because i've never done one before so let me just relax and just chill focus on more acting stuff, focus on other products I want to write. You know, world's going to be okay. Hillary Clinton about to be president. Um, you know, things are going to be dope. Mm. Uh, damn. Then I was like, I was like, yeah, I can't believe Donald Trump was running for president. Man, that's crazy. Let me, let me go to sleep. The next day. <laughs> Literally the next day. <laughs> I was like, wait, what? what happened what the world died what Hmm. so uh anywho uh 
Donald, this was in 2016. Donald Trump becomes president. Everything's miserable. Everything's awful. Or, or more often, it's brought into the light. And um, it was literally, it was literally like when Scar, like, like took over Pride Rock, and all the hyenas came out. That's literally yes. what it felt. Like. <laughs> That's such a that's good analogy. Why yeah. haven't I thought of that before? And we're yeah, living in the aftermath after they done ate up all the shit. Yes. Ate up all the shit. Everybody dead or everyone dying, everybody hungry, everyone trying to get their $1,500. But the hyenas ate it because he let the hyenas in. That's what fucking happened. Um, so, 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 like, everything's bad. Um, and my friend, my friend Alice, Alice Marshall Brown, uh, she's a dope, awesome actress. Look her up or have her on the show. She's great. Um, she called me and she was just like crying, just upset. And I was like, yeah, yeah. I'm like, yeah, this is crazy. I can't believe you won. Like, yeah, I can't believe you won either. And she was just really upset. And she just said like, hey, like, uh, so what's going on with you? Like, how are you doing? I'm like, yo, man. I'm like, I was like, I'm doing all right. Like, I guess I'm going to, you know, uh, like I'm gonna get some food and watch Luke Cage or some shit. I don't know why I said that. I was like, I'm gonna I'm gonna watch Luke Cage on Netflix and shit and like to just deal with this. And uh, and I'm like, she asked me like, well, hey, what are you working on? What projects are you working on? I was like, oh, I had like I had my Harriet Tubman Demon Slayer book, and I told her like kind of like what the first issue was about, and she's like, that's awesome. You have to make that happen. And I'm like, I'm like, I'm like, all right, girl, like I'll work on it. Like, thank you for that. I was like, yo, girl, thank you for being a friend and encouraging me. She's like, no, you don't understand. I need to see a black woman kicking the ass of racism right now. Mm-hmm. Like the world needs it now. And I was like, all right, cool. All right. I'm like, I, I will get right to it. And then I kind of ignored it. Sorry, Alex, you're listening. If you ever listen to this shit, um, I, I, I did ignore it. I was like, I was like, man, like I ain't got the energy to do it. I don't know. I don't know if I can make it happen um so I was scared mm-hmm. so I went to like Walmart to like buy the most unhealthy shit uh I, I bought like a bunch of Oreos and and uh uh cake cream vanilla batter to just like dip it in and like <laughs> eat my feelings oh my god <laughs> terrible most diabetic horse shit I like I, I don't know what I was doing terrible so um Anywho, I was in line at Walmart with all my like, my like, you know, packet of like diabetes and shit. And uh, <laughs> I saw this, I saw this woman. Well, there was like a, a long line, but I'm like, yeah, why is there a long line? And I was in a very kind of like, I was living in New Jersey and I was in like kind of like a lower middle class kind of sort of conservative area. And I was like, ah, shit. Oh no. But whatever, that no one's going to mess with me. I'm a six foot. 200 pound uh black man but like no one was going to this cashier and it was a muslim woman who had a hijab on and no one was going to her online and she was just kind of staying there like smiling patiently and i'm like yeah how come no one's going to her line is something wrong with her register and uh i kind of like left the line because i'm like yeah i'm trying to get my luke cage and diabetes on shit i mean my luke cage and my cookies and cream literally my cookies and cream on <laughs> so I, I like leave the line and because no one wanted to go to her line and she checks me out and i go to my car and this this like 
this white man who looked like he obviously voted for Trump was in a deer hunter type of like, I don't know, like year outfit. And he was walking to his pickup truck perfectly on brand. He's like, hey, buddy, you're braver than me for going to her line. Because uh, I don't know why I gave, he, he didn't have a southern accent. I don't know why I gave him. I don't know why I gave him a southern accent. But he, <laughs> uh, but he was, he, he just was like, "Hey man, hey buddy, you're 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 braver than me." Because like you know, now that you know Trump has brought this into the light, I forgot what he said. He said something really racist, like to me, <laughs> and it was very like like uh, like Islamophobic. And I was like, Wait, "What?" I was like. I'm like, I'm like, dude, she's been working here for, 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 for years. Wait, wait, what do you mean? Like, like a secret terrorist. I was like, this is bullshit. And then I'm like, I was just angry. And I was mad because that guy felt okay saying that in mm-hmm. public. And everyone felt okay being racist and outwardly racist. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, no, racist people should be scared. They should get hit. Um, that's why I made the cop scare racist white people so i but i was just like i mean i was just mad so i sent Cortland a text and the text was a close-up of the the cover he made but it was just harriet's eyes and it was just anger mm-hmm. in it and i'm like we're making this fucking book today <laughs> and he, <laughs> was like, <laughs> he was like shit and he's like we're doing the kickstarter uh after thanksgiving like freaking we're doing it man uh, I need you to make an animation thing. I'll pay you later for it. I'm going to raise the money. He's like, hey, man, it's going to cost money. I'm like, I don't care. We're going to do it. Uh, he's like, well, how, man? I'm like, yo, I was like Mariah Carey because we're going to make it happen. Um, <laughs> I'm very corny, everyone. Um, <laughs> so, yeah, we, we, uh, we, we made the Kickstarter, and the goal was for $15,000. I wanted it to be $5,000. My friend's like, yeah, you got to make fifteen. So I was like, ugh. So, yeah, we did it. And we raised uh, $21,000 during like the Christmas season. And uh, yeah. And, and then we self-published the book um, and then it sold a bunch. And I think it was like one of the number one selling like indie titles of, of 2017 and 2018. And now the six issues with the seventh issue coming out. And now it's being turned into a TV show. And now I have my own publishing company. And I lost three pounds working out at the gym recently. Woohoo! <laughs> We're celebrating uh, all of things. This is amazing to watch how all of this has unfolded for you over the last few few years. And uh, yeah. you know, it just speaks volumes as to like what people want. And even though they might not initially know, like, this is something that we need to have, like, on our bookshelves and and in our hands to digest. But when it is created, you're like, damn, like, Mm -hmm. this is what what we've been looking for, right? Like, this is what we've been what we've been missing. Yeah, because there's like this lack of diversity and representation in Mm -hmm. media, period. Yeah, You know, for people of color, you know that's just like the preset because we live in this white world what has been your goal in creating and magnifying stories by black people using your comic book while using harriet yeah for for me it it stemmed from like at first i like when you're creating you don't know the the deeper reasons 
at least for me uh, like i always find that like later i'm like oh that's why like i made it, it like i i say like oh i wanted to scare racist white people you know but like you find out later and it's through other people um like i think this one girl who came to my booth at new york city comic-con and she was dressed as like harriet cut and i was just like i was like i was like oh my i was like i was like damn these onions in my eyes no. Um, um, and, and like she, she was dressed as my character and she was like hey like like I'm, I'm a big fan I know I'm not allowed to read your book but I read it anyway my parents ain't looking and uh, she was like like little and I was like yeah you shouldn't be reading my comic but thank you <laughs> and, um, and, and she just was she's like yeah like you know but, but there's no other like black woman in comic books that's the lead. And and then like I very stupidly started debating this little girl who knows about representation because it's something she experiences day to day. I was like, I was like, well, like there is Storm. And she's like, yeah, Storm's great, but it's the X-Men and Storm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and I was like, oh, well, like there's the walk-in, uh, you know, there's Michonne. Like, yeah, but it's not called the Michonne, it's not called Michonne. It's called Walking Dead, and this like black woman in the back named Michelle. Mm. Like your book, it literally is like Harriet Tubman, Demon Slayer, and she's the definitive lead. It's this black woman, like Mm -hmm. on it, who is carrying this story, and like it's you know, like I I I I just needed that basically, and I was like shit. I was like wow. I was like shit. This little girl's right. And shit, I shouldn't be cursing in front of this little girl. Um, <laughs> so, so like, um, I think making it, making something where it's the definitive lead in name and in story, and giving them agency, and making the supporting cast have strong, um, not not just strong, but like human <laughs> uh characters who who are black people who are black men and black women who aren't like a one note thing who are like oh, I, i'm just strong or like hey i'm just kind of relief you know it, it all comes from the humanity of it all and through uh and also through like different cultural things as well like I think even in like my next book, uh, which the picture is dropping in June, like Nightmare in Newark, you know, is about a black woman who's coming out to her family uh, on Thanksgiving. She has lots of anxiety about like coming out to her family. Mm. And in the middle of her coming out to her family, an alien invasion like erupts in her town. So she has to survive this alien yeah. invasion while coming out to her family. And, you know, and that's because like my goofy ass wrote it. I'm like, oh, I want to do an alien invasion story about like, but I want to put something really scary in the background that we have to deal with on a day-to-day basis. And confessing and being ourselves with our parents is important. And uh, like a coming-of-age story. And, you know, I, I'm a straight, you know, this Black man. I don't have that experience, mm-hmm. like having to come out to my family. So just interviewing different um, queer people of color just to emotionally get underneath it uh just so I can like ground the story um mm-hmm. was really important and like hearing everyone's different stories so some people were like you know I my parents already knew 
or some people were like, hey, like I've been with my friends since 2013 wow. and that's my life. <laughs> uh, and, and yeah, and you just, your heart breaks for these people. And not, you know, it, it's different for, it's different for black people. It, 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 it is totally, it's like a different thing. Because, you know, there's already, you know, a lot of, like, homophobia in the Black community. Um, we won't get into that. But, like, <laughs> or we can't. Uh, but, like, yeah, there's that. Uh, so just kind of finding out and getting underneath this experience, but it's through the lens of, 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 of Black <laughs> you know well, like I, I hate to use that like terminology but like fucking uh someone made a beef uh for pics for pixar because they were making fun of like that movie soul or just they were making fun of pixar <laughs> they were like they were like cars what if cars had feelings and then inside out what if feelings had feelings toy story what if your toys had feelings soul what if Black? Oh wait. Like it's the whole thing. <laughs> but I was I was laughing at that meme, and I'm like, wait, that's what I want my company to like be. <laughs> you know, just, just like because again, like we get dehumanized because people think, oh, he's a he, that that's a strong black man. He's a superhero. Mm-hmm. I'm like, no, he has feelings and emotions and things he's insecure about and things he's afraid of. Uh, and like, I want to see that three dimensional, like, I want to like have people experience that. Um, and, and we do, especially in the first issue when we're introduced to, you know, this, this family in the very beginning where we meet the dad who is afraid of riding on horses, (laughs) who doesn't know how to ride a horse. And we're seeing like all of these things play out and finding out there's a reason why he does not know how to ride a horse right and this whole story I even coming in knowing like I know what the premise is I know that she's going to be fighting these racist white people who happen to be demons and vampires and such but when you're reading it I I was reading it and all of a sudden out loud I'm like oh shit when it's revealed like these dudes are vampires it's like yeah. oh like oh the twist the turns even though i knew already what the story was and how captivating it is i want to pivot to talking about what you said earlier of like all of these changes that are happening with your comic book and it eventually becoming into you know where we're going to be able to see it for ourselves like see it come to life and so in 2021 in november the hollywood reporter announced that um, you were teaming up with uh, someone who I think is probably one of the greatest gifts to the world, which is Prentice Penny, uh, who was the showrunner, writer for a phenomenal historical uh, love of my life show, Insecure. <laughs> yes, yes, yes. You know, um, I want to know how did this relationship come about? Like, how did this all break for for you? And, you know, like, is there anything I know everything's always top secret in Hollywood, but what is it that you can, you know, give us to hold us over? Oh, yeah, yeah. And, and first off, big huge fan. And that was a big year because that's the year Insecure came out was when I started the journey of Harriet from the Demon Slayer. Um and I and I love that show and uh love Prentice's work on it. Um 
and it's hilarious because in my David true Hollywood stories, when I've dealt with Hollywood people, like six months into it, they said, you know what, who would be good for this? Prentice Penny, but he's too busy. Oh, well. And I was like, oh, well, like that would have been cool. I really like Insecure is my favorite show. That and Atlanta are like my favorite TV shows. Um, but yeah, I, it started with uh, basically Prentice was working with my friend and now my producing partner, Sebastian Jones, who's the creator of uh, the Niobe She Is uh, series under his company, Stranger Comics. We have him on the show. He's great. Um, and I think it, it all kind of perfectly synced up because I had directed a commercial for my comic, which you can find somewhere on YouTube. And, uh, something in me was just like, I gotta make a, like a commercial because chapter five is coming out during December. And like, I have to like make like a thing to just show like, you know, this is a thing that's happening. Um, and I gotta take it to like another level. I can't just be like, hey, my comic book's out, everybody. Link in the bio. I can't just do that. I felt I, like I don't know. I felt like I had to do something extra. So directed this commercial and had a lot of help from my friends. Um, and, and it was very stressful because we're still in the middle of a pandemic, mm. and uh, this is before vaccines, so I couldn't have like a lot of people on set. So it was like a small set, but it still like looks good. And that's thanks to uh, Connect Productions helping me out and my friends at Brave Boy Media, like Kimbrough. Um, and uh, I think I posted it on like, you know, social media. People thought it was great. And Sebastian called me, hey man, like, uh, I want to talk to you. I'm like, what's up? So basically, Prentice had um, partnered with Sebastian on turning his comic book, Niobe, uh, that series be developed for television on HBO and they were kind of uh in the midst of kind of writing the pilot They're like hey we really like working together we should like you know start our own thing and uh I think you should be in charge of the genre section that adapts like either horror or superhero things Sebastian because you know a lot about comic books obviously so Sebastian was like all right cool yeah I'll do it um so he took a bunch of comic books uh, a lot of great people and he's like hey read these comics which will let me know which one you uh feel is ready to be turned into a tv show and he was like it, it was this one it was my comic book and um so which i'm, I'm very grateful for because there was lots of great awesome people who either um i think either maybe they didn't resonate with him or they were already kind of being turned into a project somewhere else mm -hmm. so we just, uh, he said, hey, would you, would you mind if like, if we had a meeting with Prentice Penny, he's my partner, we're doing this new venture thing, and we like carry some Demon Slayer, do you mind if we have a meeting about turning it to a TV show? I was like, bitch, mind? I was like, mind? I was like, mind? I was like, I was like, uh, no, I don't mind. I am driving to 2010 miles over the broken air conditioner. I don't mind. I don't mind at all. Please turn that into a TV show and please like, you know, deliver me some type of check if you can. Um, th th that's not the reasons why I wanted to, or, that's not the only reasons why, <laughs> but like uh, we had a meeting and I was, you know, really excited to be apprentice because I love Insecure. And this was like, I want to say like February of 2021. And um, yeah, we just had a really awesome meeting and he, you know, talked about how he thought the book was great and he was passionate.
passionate about it um, and could see it as a TV series. So, and then he's like, hey, do you mind, like, if we, like, take this and develop it and work on it for the next couple of months? I just want to ask your permission. And I was like, I was like, I was like, bitch, permission? I was like, permission? Permission? I was like, yo, I'm like, uh, uh, yeah, please do. I love it, Secure. Go right ahead. I am not going to stop. Hello. <laughs> wow. I was, like, I was like, you had me at the season finale in season two. Please. <laughs> like, I, I, like, I am there. So, um, and he pretty much kind of disappears because he has to, he's in the middle of filming the, the series finale, the final season of Insecure. Um, so he goes to like kind of disappear into filming that. And then, you know, they're just like, hey, I'm going to leave an HBO. And um, what's it called? Well, we can say this now. Prentice basically got a deal to develop film and TV shows under Disney, mm-hmm. under the Onyx Collective, which is a studio that's mostly projects for uh, different people of color, uh, like Ryan Coogler and Natasha Rothwell. Uh, damn, I'm sorry, I forget his name. Daniel something, he directed Shen Chi. He's like, hey, like, uh, it's, we kind of want to shop it and develop it through that channel. How do you feel about it being through, like, the Disney Collect- Onyx Collective? And at, like, um, at first I was like, wait. And my head went to, like, di- like okay, it's Disney. So my head went to, like, Disney Plus. And I was like, I'm like, you know, I don't know, like, like no disrespect like me it'd be cool to have like captain america just show up randomly in an episode of harry and tubman demon slayer and it's disney they own a bunch of shit it'd be cool if harry tubman's like here's my lightsaber like like just for no reason just to fuck around but like i kind of was like wait so um i was like i don't know if this will work I'm like no 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 like disney like they own like fx and they own uh uh, Hulu, so it could be on either of those things. So I was like, all right, cool, let's you know, make it happen. So I think we just had like a couple of uh, talks, and um, I think they like formally like announced that he was attached, you know, in November. And uh, then we started to look up different writers and uh, people, and uh, that's all I can say for now. Ooh, We're interviewing, that's right, we, we, we've interviewed mostly black people that's right melanin infused folks that's right this is a full circle moment for you though when you think about you going out for star wars and then it coming back and it not you being in someone else's movie it's being your thing that's being created by a disney right so this is huge for you yeah 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 Yeah, I, i never thought of like that yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> Look what happened to my voice. Um, <laughs> but, but, yeah, yeah, no, I'm, 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 I'm really grateful, and uh, not just because I'm like, oh, it's happening at Disney. This is great, but because like, like Prentice and his team, they're they're great people. Uh, his head of development, Alex Solar, and his president, Chris Pollock and Sebastian, um, and like uh, my partner, also like Jake Coper, and they're, they've been great at like finding just not just like token black people uh like like not like hey let, let's uh, flip a coin and like just find someone black this is a right. black created thing with, with black people and it's slavery 
<laughs> it wasn't <laughs> like that. They got they got the best people who either have experience in genre storytelling or in horror or people who are fans of the comics already and had a vision and had ideas. And it was hard. I, all I will say is uh, we have picked the person that will be partnered with me on further developing it into a show. And um, I will not say who it is, not allowed to say it. Um, <laughs> I, will, I, will li- I will leave that for uh, Deadline or Hollywood Reporter, whoever it ends up being, but um, whoever, and yeah. But uh, we have picked the person and uh, they're great. They found a way to not just like adapt my comic, but to like elevate it mm. in a way where it totally fits like the tone and the pace of a Django and of a Buffy. And instead of like, okay, I want to scare racist white people. Now I know my reason for doing this is to make black people feel good. Mm. And that's, and that's the source of how I do my art and my creativity. Like if I feel good um, and if I feel like it'll make other black people feel uh, loved and Scene, um, and like human beings, <laughs> mm-hmm. and um, what else? What else? Y- yeah, yeah. The, the, that that's basically it. I wanted to make black people feel good, and also like I know this is rooted it, with slavery in the background. Usually, slavery is torture porn, torture porn, and us getting beaten and killed. I'm like, no. In my show, that doesn't happen. Or there's a little bit of it, but there's a, there is an extreme catharsis that happens immediately to like cut that shit out because mm-hmm. uh, we've been bombarded and uh, with it, and you know the the entire nation literally like two summers ago had to watch a man die right. for eight minutes mm-hmm. and like we should never have to see another slave movie because of that right Right. but you know or or see any of that because we watched a man die for eight minutes and even even during the court case we're like there are some idiots who are like you know what i don't know if we should (laughs) you know like that's what we have to deal with Mm-hmm. holy shit like black lives matter sorry i'm kind of venting a little bit everyone i'm sorry i apologize you're good you know saying black lives matter is like it's controversy controversy like not even black lives like are superior or are the best that they just matter that's it no mm-hmm. big deal <laughs> you know so anywho uh, i made harriet something demon said make black people feel good if you are white, if you are white and an <laughs> ally and you feel good watching it, great. If you are someone of color, Asian, um, na- na- a na- Native American, uh, East Asian, anything else, Latin American, and you feel good watching it, great. Awesome. This is for you too. If you're a racist and you are like, hey, this is violent and bad, I don't give a fuck i'm glad if you if you are like 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 my my, i i've been banned on facebook because some like a lot of like racist white people report me they're like they're like that guy spreads hate 
with his comp, Harry Tubman Demon Slayer. It's violence. I don't like it. I don't like it. And I'm like, yeah, I, I beat up people in my comic who like, you know, who like, who, who like say nigga to like black people and beat up like and like hang black people like that. That is why. <laughs> like I don't just beat up white people like on the street. That, that, that's not that. That ain't right. That's not good. Yeah. But if there are racist, oh, all bets are off. <laughs> all right. bets are off. What, what like did you, you say? Okay. We didn't, we, you know, you have to go with the, the repercussions of right. it. Like, this is what it exactly. is. Exactly. You like, like, yeah, y'all will be all right. <laughs> but, but, but if I get pulled over, I still have a mild panic attack. <laughs> <laughs> So, you know, like, I'm sorry my comic book offended you. <laughs> like, I, I, like, like, I still get weird looks when I'm shopping at Trader Joe's for spinach and grass-fed beef. So, <laughs> sorry. We're not, re- not really sorry. They, they, not really sorry. We're not really sorry. No, oh, I'm not. We're not sorry. Not so, let's, let's turn back the hands of time. In, ni- like, in 1996, Marvel went bankrupt and the way that they bounced back was releasing superhero movies that sparked this huge Marvel renaissance. There's also been a major rise in engagement with like manga and anime. Comic books and the people who were into were othered for so long before this renaissance. Um, We were called geeks, nerds. How do you feel when all of a sudden like you know, comic books and these series are now like mainstream. Like now it's like a form of like entertainment and like a lot of people like enjoy it or claim to be like, yeah, I'm like an OG watcher of the movie, you know, <laughs> kind of, kind of deal. How do you feel about that? But did you read the book though? Right. The comic book. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Exactly. Like, did, did you sneak into, did you sneak into borders having to hide your comic <laughs> Borders, like, borders. Exactly. I, borders. I not Barnes and Noble. Back. Borders. Bring borders back, damn it. <laughs> no, <laughs> like, I, I'm happy it's happening now. I'm happy that it's mainstream. Uh, you know, I kind of wish, I kind of wish it happened when I was like 14. <laughs> I kind of wish it was like cool and mainstream. Would have Would have been able to like, you know, uh, not feel or get made fun of like, hey man, you watch Spider Man? That's corny, brother. Or like, that's white. You know, like, like that was the thing. I'm like, I'm like, yo, I like Spider It's freaking cool. You know, and then the movie came out, and I'm like, all right, everyone saw like, oh, this is a cool thing. Mm-hmm. You know, um, and then things started to like change a little bit because like I, I was considered corny for reading that in in like middle school and high school. And like, um, yeah, like I, I had all those books. I used to work double shifts at this grocery store just so I could buy comic books uh, mm. like every week, you know? So I'm, I'm happy and grateful that it's happening. And uh, other people, and like, and not just with like the icon, you know, if someone told me like when I was younger, hey man, in 2017 your favorite comic book movie of the year is going to be the third Thor movie not the first Justice League movie if someone told me that in high school I'd be like yo you're crazy there's no way I'm gonna there's no way I'm gonna like the third Thor movie 
over the first Justice League movie. You are on crack. Um, <laughs> but here we are. <laughs> Thor yes. Ragnarok, one of my favorite movies. Loved it better than whatever that Justice League thing was. Fuck it, both Justice League movies. I'm sorry. Um, <laughs> but yeah. like, uh, well, like the deck back there, I think it's so good. It's all right, it's all right. But um, <laughs> yeah, like, 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 and, and I like that because again, like black people, like I, I know, like black people who who would like hide the fact that they were nerds. Mm. There was one girl, I won't say her name, but she was like one of like uh, she was like really attractive, really popular in my high school, and I had like a little crush on her. But she, you know, she didn't go for me because I didn't like dress like ludicrous. I dressed like Kanye before it was like cool to be like 2004 Kanye. So I just found that my I, I outed my my age just now. Um, you know, I, 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 I didn't have cornrows and Timberlands. I, 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 I didn't have Tim's or baggy jeans or thug appeal. Damn it! <laughs> I had like I had Ralph like Ralph Lauren and like button down like clothing and shit. It was bad nerdy, but like uh, I just remember she was like in the back of like um, I think I saw her in the library. And she was like watching like I don't know what I think she's maybe she's watching she's watching Cowboy Bebop and I caught her like watching Cowboy Bebop and I was like, that is so hot. She's already like gorgeous, but like something about like a nerd of like that's so hot. And then I and then like she's by herself and uh and she didn't know that I was like there like looking. Uh, and then she went back into studying and then I saw her like kind of she had like a bunch of like anime and then her friend kind of came in and I saw her like be like shit 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 like like just do all that hide it mm. and I was like oh, I'm like I was like oh my god she's trapped in the closet about <laughs> yes, her uh, like like her nerd shit and, and that doesn't happen nowadays you know, like re, like Rihanna and Megan The Stallion talk about how much they love anime and like are like, oh, like yeah, like yeah, I really am like an OG, but they wouldn't like dare say that in two thousand three. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, and it really so, helps like, people come out of the you know the the nerd geek closet to say, okay, these are the things that I love that you all are thinking that you know so much about just because you've watched a movie but I've been invested in it this whole time because and had to hide from it because I knew that I would get ridiculed and was bullied for it Mm -hmm. bullied for it yes because I like Killer Moon exactly (laughs) I have a shirt like that that. (laughs) like like, I, I think in my school Pokemon helped out a little bit but mm. like people like the video game so that was like okay we can kind of sort of say you know like we like cartoons i'm like yo we're 14 like like being 14 is like yo you're too old for cartoons i'm like no i'm not no i'm not mm-hmm. uh so i'm happy that like you know when i go to comic con like like there's this I think what is it? Childish Gambino. It's a rap lyric where he just says like, "I won't rest until I see an Afro at Comic Con," mm-hmm. and like, 
And now, like, I see, like, tons of black people at, at like, Comic-Con, you know? And, it, and, and, like, they're all, like, and they're all okay. They're all, like, in their cosplay things. They're not just doing it because, like, oh, like, I'm doing it. Just do it. To, you know, to, listen, to put on any of that clothing and to go to a building and walk around, you have to love it. Oh, yeah. You have to be invested in it. Listen, my my black ass. There is no way in hell my black ass is gonna go to like a, a cologne convention and like dress up as like I don't know, like Axe body spray. You'd be like, <laughs> yo, I'm just doing it. Like, 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 like you have to like you have to be invested if you're gonna take the time to get yourself ready <laughs> and walk around and like buying shit. Like you, you, you know, like. So this is this is an amazing time and an extraordinary time, and it's only continuously um, expanding. It's just getting started because, like, you know, Black Panther and like in 2018 we got a Miles Morales movie and a Black yeah. Panther movie in the same year. Mm-hmm. I am so jealous of the eighth graders that mm-hmm. got that year. <laughs> you know, I was I'm like I was like in my like in my 30s when I got that. I was like, oh my god. So great, so amazing, <laughs> you know. But like, they got it in their teens. Like, that's going to change their self-esteem, like significantly. Oh yeah, oh yeah. Like, like I, I sometimes see like other like white people, or like, excuse me for saying this, like coontastic, like black people, mm-hmm. uh, like Candace Owens or anyone on Fox News saying like, I don't see why, like, like transfer or anything. This is a big deal. But I'm like, you know, when I'm 13, you know, when I see superheroes, it's uh, no disrespect because I, I love the movie. I see Tobey Maguire as Spider-Man or Michael Keaton, Val Kilmer, George Clooney, Christian Bale as Batman. You know, like I bear, I don't see a guy that looks like me who can be a hero. Or if I see a black person in any of those stories, they're committing a crime. Or they're a supporting character that doesn't have any agency, you, you know. So that that kind of does something to your confidence. Um, that's why we fucking say representation matters. Mm-hmm. Yes. Uh, because if you don't see yourself reflected um, on like on that big of a screen where it's like, you know, it's like it's magic seeing that mm-hmm. you know mm-hmm. like my, uh, my friends went viral when they saw like that the black panther poster uh it's uh, lee colston and my friend clinton and they're like hugging this black panther poster and they're like is this what it means to be white <laughs> <laughs> he's like is this what they feel all the time like like <laughs> yo if i could feel this all the time i would probably want to be white too but <laughs> like, like that's what they feel i'm like uh, like on uh, 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 like on that grand scale, you know, and so uh, sorry, I I, I like <laughs> this big deal. So like I just think like that's important for uh, little kids, teenagers coming up now, so they can have that confidence mm-hmm. in themselves to just see themselves or someone who has their skin color portrayed in a positive light and not just in a positive light in a powerful light in a human light you know black panther we see i'm looking at human beings 
um and like you know that's why like you know Chadwick Boseman passing away like breaks my heart <laughs> for these children yeah. uh and it broke my heart as a guy in his 30s because like that's that's important for kids for black men for black boys to see themselves as kings Mm-hmm. And uh, and not just like you know the king who knows everything, but a king who's going through some shit right now, and it, he's a three dimensional person. Um. So like, like 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 that stuff's important because it leads to okay, this is gonna sound terrible, everyone, and I apologize right now for the controversial shit I'm about to say. <laughs> Can't believe I'm gonna say this. You can cancel me for saying this. I don't condone what he did with this with this icon. Well, okay, icon did, but you know, um, Bill Cause was an awful human being, terrible for what he did. But when a different world came out, the highest registration for black uh, teens going to college like went up <laughs> during that time and it continued to grow through like the 90s um now so one like, thing you can't deny and you know i'm grateful that i think he only appears on the show like maybe once or twice so you know the show in itself is still intact and something that we can continue to enjoy is that impact that that particular show different world did for for me growing up because I knew I had always had in my mind of like when I get to college I'm gonna have an afro like I knew like I because I graduated in from uh, from high school in the 90s so we're still in that phase of not really being you know able to represent yourself as you want to because of the peer pressure of how to look a certain way and so it was kind of like that was the show that was guiding me to where I wanted to be. Like, I'm going to go to an all black college and I'm going to have that experience that they're having on that television show because I saw myself there and to know, like, there was a possibility that different world did not exist. Who knows? I probably would have gone to like FSU or university of Florida or whatever, but to have that experience of, you know, seeing myself reflected and what my future could look like really meant a lot. Um, and I know we've been talking about Harriet um, throughout the show and, you know, you got your, 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 your shows getting ready to come out in the future and all this and people are hyping you up. But what we really want to <laughs> know, what we really truly want to know is... When can we get that first edition copy of The Adventures of Thunder Boy? Like, we want to see that first early rendition of representation <laughs> in the comic book world for you. Oh, man. Oh, 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 oh man. Uh, now, for people you, who don't uh, know what I'm talking about, you know, we, <laughs> we did our research and we found that, you know, uh, David was exposed to comic books by his dad very early. And so it <laughs> caused him to create his own comic book. Right. And that was the title of it, The Adventures Thunder of Boy. Thunder Boy. Who was you? You put yourself in yeah. your own story. Why not? Yeah, 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 yeah freaking Thunder Boy, uh, uh, who was a black dude. <laughs> 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 the, the Thunder Boy and I, I, I yeah, you know, I was so proud 
of it because like I learned how to like give him like a shape up. So I was like so proud. I'm a terrible artist, but I was like, yo, like I gave him a perfect like shape up. Yeah. Um I yeah I, I, I don't know. I can't find it. I think I lost it when I like when my family moved when I went to college. Like I, I, I think like I can't find it. Um, but yeah, I, I did the adventures of the adventures of Thunder Boy, which I should probably try and like bring back and make it like a children's, like yes. young adult oh, thing. Awesome! <laughs> I have a two-year-old. Yeah. Yes, I'm waiting. Thank you. <laughs> All right, I, I will uh, find the time. Uh, I don't know. I gotta like recreate it because I, I, you know, I, I'm like I was like eight years old or ten. And I didn't know, like, I think I, I based his costume off of, like, Super Ted, that freaking uh, teddy bear superhero that's, like, British with, like, the red um, suit and, like, has, like, a thunderbolt in it. Like, like, like that was it, but, like, with the nigga. Like, I, like I, <laughs> as, as a dude. And he had, like, he had, like, a red, like, like a red, like, he looked like Blank Man, basically. Uh, but he could, like, Bring he could, like fly back. and shit. Bring him Bring back. Him. <laughs> <laughs> the Adventures of Thunder Boy. Yeah, I yeah, can already yeah. hear it. I can already see it. So, yay! <laughs> Wouldn't that Done. be good to have, like, the Adventures of Thunder Boy, like, uh, team up with, like, Meteor Man? Do you remember that movie, Meteor Man? Yes, y- yes, I do. <laughs> yeah, like, what I want to do, but I don't think I'll be able to, to ever do it. Um, I wanted to make a team up. Uh, I wanted to. Fi- I wanted to figure out a way to license the material. I wanted to make a, a Meteor Man, uh, like a me- like a Blank Man versus Meteor Man movie or comic book, where they like have to like team up. <laughs> These guys don't get along. I'm like, yeah, that would be so funny, you know, just to, like, <laughs> like I don't know. I think that'd be cool and entertaining. And lots, lots of great like black nostalgia, um, like that's what we need. Like, if Robert Townsend is listening to this podcast, please like give your blessing to this this man. To <laughs> this yes, yes, and, and I wouldn't make it like you know thirty years later. What's happening with Meteor Man? And <laughs> man? Like, like it would it would take place in like nineteen ninety. Three, <laughs> like, like it would be the sequels to both their movies, um, and and just them like meeting and, and uh, teaming up. And I would I would like it would be a whole collaboration. I would bring in Damon Wayne and the writer and creator of like that whole creative writing team, and the same thing of Robert Townsend and his team. And I'd probably make it. Like I would adapt it to make it an animated uh, thing and just have them all like do the voices, and that would be that. That would mm-hmm. be that. That would be awesome. You you heard it here first. Nobody copy it. It's already taken. Yes. Um. This is the sign seal copyright mm-hmm. edition of that. <laughs> so you know. That's right. That's right. You heard it first you on heard. the vulgar <laughs> so, podcast. we are at a point of our conversation um where we like to ask our our authors and every all of our guests a a very important question so what is your top five comic book series or superhero of all time no pressure (laughs) top five top five okay um 
super okay top five top five uh uh okay daredevil daredevil um batman spider-man and superman are on the list mm-hmm. um super, well superman's my number one because i i think his his reasons for becoming a superhero doing right are are the most endearing because he's like oh I, I have the powers of a god uh i'm more passionate about being a journalist but let me like be this thing as a side hustle mm. you know <laughs> like, like like that's cool like no one has to get shot for him to be like you know what i should help people <laughs> you, 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 like you know what like crime is wrong i should help people he's like no i have the powers of a god i can be in i can i could be in europe in 20 minutes <laughs> if i fly really fast mm-hmm. uh so i said daredevil i said spider-man i said batman i said superman who who's the thief who's the thief who's the, i don't know why i'm saying it like that the thief. <laughs> i don't know why i'm saying the thief. okay I, I i can't say mine harriet tubman why not um, you can say yours hop yourself up yeah. Oh, okay. okay. Yeah. Yeah. Harriet Tubman. Harriet Tubman. Harriet Tubman. Demon Slayer is the fifth. Honorable mentions are Black Panther, uh, and 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 uh, Wonder Woman and Miles Morales are my honorable uh, bonus mentions. But yeah, Harriet I, Tubman, Superman, Spider Man, Batman, Daredevil. I think you are probably, there's only been two people and you're the second one who's been able to kind of like quickly go through the list of their top five because everyone is like, ah, oh, oh, I don't know. I don't know. And it's you and it is a writer named uh, Mahogany L. Brown who we asked her, not only did we ask her what are her top five favorite books of all time, but we also asked her what are her top five favorite hip-hop artists of all time because she used to work for uh, I think double xl magazine so you two have been able to like bam here you go you all are sure you know your you know yourself you know what you love <laughs> so yeah, that's yeah, the occasion oh uh, oh I, I i have a top five for everything i, I think about those these questions daily <laughs> <laughs> what's it called i was i was like i'm ready for my hip-hop uh like rappers of all time i was like hit me but yeah (laughs) (laughs) just no buster rhymes oh go ahead say thank you so much for you know sharing this space with us to talk about your your work we cannot wait for what is getting ready to come out um in the next few months years what whatever is coming um we encourage everybody to go and pick this book up um go to uh, give us your website where people can purchase uh your your comic yeah book. yeah you can go to uh www.kingwoodcomics uh, which is uh my publishing company and you can order the you can either order the graphic novel collection uh, on demand and it has all six issues in a collection with bonus features um you can either order that or you can order uh the individual issues um i would order the graphic novel because it's nine by eight um but yeah uh yeah so go to kingwoodcomics.com and the kickstarter for nightmare in newark is going to drop in june 
and it's going to be like a 50, 60 page issue comic. Uh, well, like the first chapter is going to be seven chapters, basically, about like this, this, this black, this gay black woman surviving the alien invasion and coming out to her family. It's going to be a, a fun, scary, heartfelt ride. Um, but yeah, follow me on social media at D Crownson for Twitter and for Instagram. Uh, follow uh, the Harrogate Seven Demon Slayer page on Instagram. Follow King of Comics on um, everything. And uh, I'm doing a book signing with Kevin Smith uh, this Saturday in Red Bank, New Jersey. If you're in the New Jersey area, and uh, yeah, and uh, what's it called? Um, be nice to yourself, everybody. <laughs> be nice Go to Sarah. Go to Sarah. Yes, be kind and rewind. Uh, keep black men work on your blood pressure. Um, <laughs> black men and black women, like, like, please try to exercise, like, you know, 150 minutes a week. Drink your water. Um, what's it called? Moisturize lotion, cocoa butter. It's a thing. Take a nap. Yo, yeah, for real, take a nap. Shit is exhausting. Get a <laughs> massage. Get like, like, get a massage get a stretch you like like go to yoga go like like go like have a have a date night take a break um or eat you know, some good fried chicken specifically some good fried chicken that's in, one of my favorite in, food. in ghana <laughs> yes go to ghana west africa live there for four months and go to kfc <laughs> best fried chicken i have ever had in my entire life <laughs> do it. um and yeah, be, be nice to yourself. Don't watch things that trigger you. Um, talk about your feelings, black man. Talk mm-hmm. about your feelings, black man. Talk about your feelings, black man. Um, what's it called? Think before you tweet. <laughs> <laughs> like don't drink and drive kind of deal. Yeah, 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 don't drink and drive. Please think before you tweet. Like, like, think of think of yourself. Like, yo, know, if I passed away, like, like these tweets are gonna be left over for people to see. <laughs> yes, you know, like, this is what they'll be like, putting like, up in your memoriam. This is how exactly they're you, you. you you might not have the same thoughts and feelings you had in 2010, but they will remember <laughs> you for some dumb shit you said in like 2012. So, um, <laughs> that 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 is life advice with David. Uh, do your laundry once a week, go for walks, be in nature, clean your room if you can, uh, or if you operate better in mess, um, do that, but uh, floss, brush your teeth, take care of your teeth, um, that's all I got. That's going to be his next, his next book on how to take care of yourself, David. That's right, yeah. shampoo, condition your hair <laughs> twice a week. To do a sheet mask three times a week, Monday, Wednesday, and Friday. <laughs> yes, yes, that is my skincare regimen. <laughs> <laughs> just so you know, lady. Just so you know. Well, David, so thank, you know. thank you so much. It's been a it's been a pleasure and an honor. We we really greatly appreciate it. Oh, thank you so much for having me. Like this has been great, and you two are the ambassadors of dopeness. Thank you for having me. Thank you. Thank, thank you, you for. Thank you for being here, everybody. Go get yourself Harriet Tubman Diva Slayer today. Today.
today. <laughs> Good night. Talk to you later. Good night. Bye. Bye. If you haven't heard about Anchor by Spotify, it's the easiest way to make a podcast with everything you need all in one place. Let us explain. Anchor has tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or computer. When hosting on Anchor, you can distribute your podcast on listening platforms like Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and more. It's everything you need to make a podcast in one place. And best of all, Anchor is totally free. Download the Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started.